Good evening. We're going to continue with more Shailas which we got this week, during the past week. My kids asked me about Shekhyonu on Kiwis, since we got a whole bunch of them. I'm not sure if it's a Shekhyonu, but I would like to know if it's a Shekhyonu and if we should make a Shekhyonu. The answer is no, you don't make a Shekhyonu on Kiwi. Altareba writes in the Seider Belch Sanhanam, you don't make a Shekhyonu only on a thing which you could recognize and you know it's something new. It's a new fruit. And there isn't any old fruits from this mean, this uh, fruit. So therefore, with Al-Tarebbe, you don't make a bracha, a shechionu on any fruit, which is basically you could buy all year round, because you don't know which is new and which is old. So therefore, kiwi, in our days, we could buy all year round. So therefore, you don't make a shechionu on kiwi. Question Do I need to have a special fish pot? The tour says in Simakif Design Yeridaya, Yesh Machmir, there are some people which are Machmer and they have a separate pot for fish and a separate pot for meat. But with the Evad, the Terzuov, there's no problem. You could cook with the Evad if you cooked in a pot which is meat, fleshiga pot, you cooked fish, even it's ben yoyme, that means you cooked during the 24 hours, you cooked meat right afterwards, you cooked fish, it's still not, not a problem. But other achroinim say that lamaisa you could do it even like itchila, the kafachayim writes, you could do it even like itchila. And bapoyal the meaning of is to dedicate a special pot for fish. But in any case, if you cooked, or if you don't have a fish pot, and you need to cook something, fish, and you, you, could only, you only have a fish, a, meat, a pot which is uh, fleshig, you could use it. Now, we know the... We know that the Rebbe Rashab was Yom Achmer on it, and that's why the Mishpachas Lando, Rav Lando, the roof of Bnei Brak, were very Machmer on it, because he said that by the Rebbe Rashab in his personal house they were Machmer. So therefore, it's Kedai to have a separate pot for meat and for fish, as the Torah itself says that some, some people are, do, are Machmer, and that's the Minigo Oilam. But in any case, any child which comes that you cooked, or uh, any shayla which a tam, which is only a blia, went in from meat to fish, you could be Michael and it, but they have it. But yes, it's kedai to have a separate pot, but if you don't have, you need to cook fish, fish you could still use, at least for once, a fish pot, for, uh, a meat pot for fish, and then eventually you're gonna buy, it's kedai to buy a fish pot, which will be dedicated just for fish. Question, do we need to wait six hours after eating hard cheese? Okay, that's a good question. Um, the Ramu says in Simon Paites in Yeridaya, we know that after eating meat, you have to wait six hours to eat dairy products. After eating dairy products, 
we don't wait six hours, we wait eight, we wait only one hour. Now the remove brings down that there are people which are machmer even after dairy products to wait six hours till they're gonna eat anything which is fleshix, which is meat products. And the remove says that's the minic if the cheese the dairy the cheese was hard then you should wait six hours and only then to eat meat even if it's only meat chicken it's not red meat it's chicken which is only the rabuna you should still wait six hours after hard cheese now what is what does it mean hard cheese what's the gate of hard cheese that you should wait six hours the isavater writes that hard cheese which we said you should wait means it was aged for six months or it has worms because when you put cheese and you know how to do it so it comes out worms live worms so if it has worms or basically was ate aged for six months then afterwards it is sharp and has a good taste and a sharp taste you should wait six hours now we know like this there's two reasons why we have to wait after meat six hours this is that's a rambam the rambam writes because whenever you eat meat it sticks to between the teeth and till six hours the meat is still considered meat and therefore you cannot eat dairy products rasha gives the other other reason rasha says that when you eat meat there's a taste in your mouth and in, in which which basically comes you still feel the taste for six hours so therefore you don't eat for six hours after you eat meat you only eat dairy products now when it comes when you ate you eat a hard cheese the Asa Hatter says that when is when should you wait six hours after hard cheese when it's aged why is the reason when it's aged that you should wait six hours because when it's aged has a sharp taste and has a taste which basically will for six hours be in your throat and your mouth so therefore you should wait six hours for cheese which is basically given a kusher which is basically aged so when we we talk about hard cheese in the united states of america only grated parma cheese is aged cheese so if you eat grated parmesan cheese if you should wait six hours after eating it other cheeses or swiss cheese the swiss cheese you do have aged six six months now when we say aged six months it means aged processing aged that means the the process of developing the cheese takes six months but if the process takes two days and it sits in the refrigerator for six months that's not considered aged cheese so again swiss cheese you should wait six hours or grated parmesan cheese you should wait six hours now that's of the reason if it's moishich if the reason is because it sticks between the teeth then there are other cheeses also which is very very hard and that if you eat you should also wait six hours if there is such a cheese they say that uh, even the cedar or parmesan when you have the blocks sometimes it will be very hard and therefore you should also wait for this six hours but if the reason is because it's hard it might stick between the teeth 
Steichen Yad Yehida, one of the Poiskim in Yerdaya, that if it was cooked or baked, automatically becomes soft, so therefore you don't have to wait six hours, let's say for instance for pizza or whatever, etc. So just to sum it up like this, cheese which is aged six months, you should wait six hours, which is basically Swiss cheese, grated parmesan or maybe there is other cheeses which i don't know maybe one of you will know that there's a cheese which is aged six hours six months then you should wait six hours all other cheeses if it's very hard then it might stick to your teeth then you should wait six hours but if you eat it only when it's cooked or baked like in pizza and etc you don't have to wait wait six hours after that next question I have gotten used to shopping mostly online. What are the halacha guidelines about shopping in a Yiddish store? This is very important in our time, which the business, the Jewish business, all the business got hit very hard with the coronavirus. And a lot of people got used to shopping online. So do I need to support the local shops or not? Now, the first of all, there's a mitzvah of a and today's day when the local shops are struggling, yes, there's a mitzvah of buying by them. Ultimate mitzvah tzedukah. is to make sure a store shouldn't go out of business. And yes, you should buy, in any case, by the local store. That's number one. But what is the halachic? What do I need? What do I don't need? Not because of tzedukah. All year round. Do I need to buy only by a yid or not? Now, in Shechanorach, you're not going to find this halacha. In Shechanorach, there's no mention on it. But the Ramu, in his, one of his shuvas, has a shuva about this. And over there he writes that there is a choif to buy by a yid rather than a goy. And we know, Rashi brings it down, when you buy something, you should buy from a Jewish owner. When you sell something, you should sell it for a yid. So basically, the Ramu writes that yes, you have to buy and sell for a yid Preferably for a yid than for a goy. What is the gader that you should? That means when they are the same price, partially when the same price. They're more over there, right? That even when the a yid, a Jew is more expensive than a goy, you still have to buy buy the yid rather than the goy. Now, what's the gader? How much could should could it be more expensive, and you should still have to buy buy the yid? Now, there isn't a clear thing on it. But we see in the Chroinim such a thing as it should, it could, even if the Yid is more than a Shtis, Shtis means about 16%, if he's more than a Goy, till 60%, you should still buy by a Yid rather than a Goy. We see it by a Yenua, also we have such a thing as a Shtis. So that's the gate which the Chroinim say, till 16%, you should pay more for a Yid than for a Goy. Now we have to remember one thing. If there's a set price on, on an item, and a yid, he decides he wants to ask whatever he wants or what he wants to ask more. Since there's a set price on it, you don't have to buy for a yid. Even it's less than 16%. Because since a thing is a set price and one guy um, hikes up the price, you don't have to buy. But we think, we're talking about the thing which doesn't have a set price, then you should prefer a yid till about 16%. But we have to, one more thing, have in mind. If it's not the same product, for instance, 
it could be the same product, but somebody, the guy gives you a better uh, return policy. So automatically, it's not the same product. Then you don't have to buy Bariyit. You have to buy Bariyit rather than a goy till the 16% is only when the products are basically the same. But if there is the, the same product, let's say for instance you have a product which the Yeeds, the company from what the Yeeds sells is not such a good product or doesn't have a good guarantee on it or the return policy is not such a good return policy. And you go to a goy and you have good warranties and good uh, term policies. So that means that the item which you buy is a different item, then you don't need to buy, buy uh, a yeet, even if it's in the same price, because it's a different item. But again, we have to understand, you have to remember that it's preferable in any case, and especially in this time, to purchase items by yeet dafka, because the noise of the Allah of the removal is also the Indian of a Chayach to support them. But again, if it's over overly priced, then you don't need to do that. Now, if you have a Terche, if you have a store, a Goyche store, which is right next to you, and the Yiddish store is three blocks, and you have to walk three blocks, that means Terche de Gifa, that's not a reason that you should not buy by the Yid. The Poets can say that's not a good reason. Only when he's overpriced 16%, but if it's only Terche de Gifa, that's not a good reason not to buy by the Yid. Next question. Now is the census. Am I allowed to answer the questions? Very good question. Ten years ago, I wrote a whole article on this subject and I came to the conclusion that there's no problem of filling out the census and you should do it. What's the reason? We know that counting a yid is a scum. That by Dubat HaMelech, Dubat HaMelech Counted the Jewish people and Rahman and Slan, there was a Magaifa. So we know we cannot count the Jewish people. So the question is now if we could count the census, because you have to count, you count your family, you count the Eden, if it's mutter to write out the census. The answer is yes, you are permitted. Why? Because there's a lot of tzarifim which we could put together, and therefore there's no problem to doing it. We know there are Shitra Sarambam which basically writes that if it's a, a counting that's not, it's not a direct counting one, two, three, four, five so it's not this way then there's no problem it's called then there's not a problem with it we have a Ralbag which writes even it's a direct but if you even that means if, if it's just Yidin itself and it's through writing, you're putting down on paper, that's not considered uh, counting. That means if I count, right, I have 17 people in my household, even though I counted 17 people, it is in writing, and that's why there's, there, there's no problem. There is other person which say that only to count guns clearly rule is a problem. Counting a part of Klaus rule is no problem. Now in the United States of America, we only count the Jewish people in the United States and not the whole Klaus rule at a whole. The Yufala Lev brings a reason because it's easier to count Eden only in its rule, not a Chitzloritz. So we are in Chitzloritz. Other poets can write that it's only a Easter when you count Eden. If you count the whole 
uchlosiyah, uh, the whole population, and in the counting is also Jewish people, that's not a problem. Only when you count direct Jewish people. So therefore, over here the census is not a counting of the Jewish people, it's counting the whole, basically the whole uh, population, and that is, that's not a problem. And a final, some poets can say, since the final calculation is going to be by computer, so there's no problem. So you take putting all things together, there's no problem counting and putting down on paper how much there is your whole household and giving it in for the city. And other person say that you should do it because it's, uh, the, the, the counting is for a reason. That means to know how many hospitals should be in this area because it goes according to the population. So it's a very big Ritzoyrich. In Ritzoyrich there's no problem to counting at all. So therefore, yes, it is permitted to fill out the census papers and you should do it. Question. A question which is basically I was asked before Yontov. It's not so much in a guide this Yontov. What's could I to just mention it because it's a cute child. Uh, a person in Israel writes that in Israel Shavuos is only Friday. Shabbos is, is a regular Shabbos. Now he dams early, every Shabbos he dams early. So he wants to know if he could dams early this week Shabbos too, and eat the Suda. And if he's permitted, what should he do by benching? Since he's benching still during the day, or if not during the day, he started the Suda during the day, should you say Yalav Yuvoy? Or he should say Ratzai? Now the answer is, in this particular case, that if you you make Shabbos early and you wash yourself. The prefer the most preferable thing is that basically you should eat a kazais after it gets dark, and that's preferable for everybody who eats and makes early Shabbos that you should eat kazais. The Mungin Room brings down that you should eat a kazais after when it gets dark, and the Altrebbe brings it down also Lalocha. So therefore you should eat a kazais afterwards. And then you will say Babench, you can say Ratzai, and you are not going to say Yalav Yuvoy. Question. At what point is someone considered a Sufi Pacific Pekich Nefesh? We hear a lot lately Sufi Pekich Nefesh. What is the gate of Sufi Pekich Nefesh? Is it determined by numbers? If yes, what, what are they? When is something just a risk, like driving a car or a like? Okay, this is a very interesting question, and just bring it in a brief one. Is the Geder is basically, is with Shlomo Zalman and his Sefer Shilch Shlomo writes the Geder that when it comes to a, a sickness or anything which people are afraid of it, even a regular during weekdays, that is considered a a a um, That means if it comes some kind of sickness, or it comes some kinds of virus, or it comes sometimes of of a tsunami or whatever it should be, and people are really afraid, regular when it comes any time of the day in the middle of the week, they will be afraid. So that's considered. A that means they are afraid because of Kich Nefesh. 
That's considered pekich nefesh that you are allowed to make chel shabbos. Anything which people are not afraid, so basically it's not considered an inner pekich nefesh. Or let me put it a little bit in other words. Anything which is normal, you go normal about your life. And even the dusha it is not considered sufakich nefesh. That's why you are permitted to drive. You're allowed to drive, even so it might might be some kind of accident. But that you're going going about your life, and people are not afraid to drive. And the same will be about other things too. Anything which basically during the weekdays nobody will be afraid in the going about their lives, that's not considered sufakich nefesh. Even though it might there are people who get killed. Or, or the might people will die. But that's another thing which people are afraid. But when it comes to something extraordinary, which people on a regular weekdays are concerned, are nervous, and are afraid of it, that is the afraid of it because of Pekich Nefesh. It has to be some kind of connection with Pekich Nefesh. So therefore, that is considered already a gator of Pekich Nefesh. And you are permitted to make Pekhil Shabbos. Now, apply it also to all other things. Which has to do with kichlevish, the davening, the virus, coronavirus, davening with a minion, davening in a shul, going in a mikvah. If there is a pachet to doing it, that because you're going to get sick and people will die, and that's that's the thing which a person is afraid. That is a gather of super kichlevish, and you got to consider it and have to stay away of it. Okay, we're going to stop here, and hopefully we're going to continue another time. Thank you and good night.